38K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. The chief executive says the first mainland medical workers sent to Hong Kong to help fight COVID will arrive today as Shenzhen goes into lockdown. Over 8,000 people report an early morning earthquake to the observatory. And the Hang Seng Index falls below 20,000 for the first time since 2016. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has said the first group of medical staff sent by the central government to help the hospital authority treat COVID patients will arrive later today. Mrs. Lam said the decision was made after a 16-member medical team from Guangdong conducted an inspection here last week. Mrs. Lam also said two oral antiviral drugs for COVID patients were coming on stream, with more deliveries due in the next two to three months. Here's Mrs. Lam. Hong Kong as our government has been facilitating and supporting uh, the procurement by the hospital authority. And uh, I am very grateful to the two uh, drug companies for giving us their utmost uh, support and cooperation because I've been in personal touch with these two, uh, the senior people in these two companies. And we managed to get uh, uh, one drug arrived uh, in its totality in Hong Kong now, that is uh, the MSD uh, drug, and the other will start to come later uh, today. So we have uh, procured sufficient quantities of the drugs for wide application amongst uh, people in need. Mrs. Lam also said Hong Kong's testing capacity was still not enough to conduct citywide te- a citywide testing exercise like Shenzhen. Mrs. Lam made the comment after being asked why the SAR could not carry out universal testing while the Shenzhen government was swiftly locking down the whole city. The CE said the situation here could not be compared to that of Shenzhen or any other mainland city. She said that given the SAR's crowded environment, there were concerns that people could get infected while queuing up. As we just heard, all 17 million residents of Shenzhen have been told to stay at home and prepare for three rounds of COVID testing. The city yesterday reported 66 cases of the coronavirus. Todd Harding reports. Shenzhen has been struggling to eradicate an Omicron flare-up linked to Hong Kong. A government notice said the lockdown and a suspension of public transport will last until March the 20th, adding that it would launch three rounds of mass testing. The move extends an earlier lockdown imposed on the city's central business district. The surge in infections across the mainland has also prompted authorities to close schools in Shanghai and lock down multiple northeastern cities as 18 provinces battle clusters of the Omicron and Delta variants. Health officials have found 41 preliminary positive COVID cases following an overnight lockdown of Block 3 of Chuining Garden in Tunmun. A total of 704 people were tested. Yesterday, Hong Kong reported more than 32,000 new COVID cases and 190 COVID-related deaths. A vaccination facility for students will open on Wednesday at the Leighton Center in Causeway Bay in a further bid to get young people inoculated against COVID. Civil Service Chief Patrick Nip, who's in charge of the inoculation scheme, told a radio show that same-day tickets at other vaccination centers would be available for minors from Friday. He also said that three inoculation facilities initially for the elderly and children would be open to everyone at the end of this week. Mr. Nip also said he had recently noticed that fewer people were getting vaccinated. I suspect that some who made a vaccination booking became infected and couldn't get vaccinated in the meantime. There might also be others who have recovered and for whom it's not yet time to get a shot. Those are the possibilities. But the main problem remains that while 90% of people have received one shot and 80% two, 
We still have to focus on inoculating the elderly. The acting Home Affairs Minister Jack Chan has called on COVID patients or those under home quarantine to get their friends to help out. He said there'd been a high demand on the government's COVID hotline for help with deliveries, with staff distributing resources such as test kits to patients. Mr. Chen also asked people to order their own deliveries online so government staff could serve those who didn't have such options. The Hong Kong Observatory says a 4.1 magnitude earthquake jolted Hong Kong just before 2.30 a.m., with an epicenter about 92 kilometers east-northeast of Hong Kong near the southeast coast of the mainland. The observatory said it had received over 8,000 locally felt reports of of minor shaking for a few seconds. Professor Chan Lung Sang from the Department of Earth Sciences at the University of Hong Kong said a quake of this magnitude was fairly rare. This sort of event occurs probably once a decade, you know, Hong Kong area. It just happened in the middle of the night, and so a lot of people were asleep. Otherwise, there will be a lot more people who would have felt the earthquake. We do not have a lot of felt earthquake around Hong Kong. For an earthquake to be felt, the earthquake has to be close enough and visible enough. And this one, magnitude 4, at about 100 kilometers, the ground shaking would have diminished quite a bit. We're not in immediate danger from earthquake events like that. The United States and China are sending top aides to meet in Rome today amid mounting tensions between the two countries over the Russia-Ukraine war. And as a U.S. official reports that Russia in recent days has asked China for military equipment to help with its campaign. In advance of the talks, White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan bluntly warned China to avoid helping Russia evade punishment from global sanctions. Here's RTHK's Washington correspondent Barry Wood. I think that Mr. Sullivan is going to say, hold it, this was unprovoked. Uh, What are you going to do? Are you going to mediate? And I think that further they will talk about the sanctions that the Americans and the Europeans imposed on on the Russians and say, hold it, just don't come forward to bail the Russians out. Yes, we know that they have many of their gold reserves and foreign currency reserves held in China. But don't bail them out from the sanctions that have now been imposed. The Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, has again urged NATO to impose a no-fly zone over his country. The president spoke after a Russian missile attack on a Ukrainian base near the Polish border. The shelling of the International Center for Peacekeeping and Security has killed 35 people. Nothing was happening there that could threaten the territory of the Russian Federation. And NATO's borders are only 20 kilometers away. And now I repeat again, if you do not close our skies, it is only a matter of time before Russian missiles fall on your territory, on NATO territory, on the homes of citizens of NATO countries. Mr. Zelensky described continuing negotiations between Ukrainian and Russian delegations as complicated and difficult, but necessary for peace and security. The International Red Cross says time is running out to prevent a worst-case scenario in the besieged southern Ukrainian port of Mariupol. It's called on all sides as a matter of urgency to ensure hundreds of thousands of trapped people get access to life-saving humanitarian aid and to agree a concrete plan for their evacuation. Martin Schoop, the ICRC's Regional Director for Europe and Central Asia, told the BBC life in Mariupol was desperate. 
The situation that is uh, currently unfolding in Mariupol is simply dramatic. What we hear from our colleagues who are still in the city um, is that people are running out of water, people are running out of food, people are running out of medicine, and every day they have to scramble to find something to, to survive on. And the longer this situation lasts, the more people's lives are at critical risk. The city council says the Russian bombardment has killed more than 2,100 people. There have been protests against the war in cities across Russia, the largest taking place in Moscow and St. Petersburg. The rights monitoring group OVD said police had detained more than 800 people during the demonstrations. Police in Moscow said 300 people had been arrested there. The BBC's Caroline Davis is in the capital. Chanting for peace in Russia can get you detained. In Moscow today, anyone suspected of protesting was quickly swept away. Get back, this officer shouts. Even wearing a yellow press vest didn't stop some from being taken by the police. In Moscow, the authorities are taking no chances with columns of police vans, barricades and document checks. In President Putin's Russia, there is no space for dissent. The Oscar-winning actor William Hurt has died at the age of 71. His family said he had died peacefully among family of natural causes. In 2018, Hurt disclosed that he'd been diagnosed with prostate cancer. He was known for his roles in movies such as The Big Chill, Kiss of the Spider Woman, and Broadcast News. The Hang Seng Index has fallen below 20,000 for the first time in almost six years, with Hong Kong's shares losing more than 3% in early trading this morning. Tech firms in particular were badly hit, with the Hang Seng Tech Index losing 7%. Investors are reportedly concerned about the crackdown on the sector and a lockdown in Shenzhen, the mainland's tech hub. The mainland cyberspace regulator says it wants online gaming, live streaming, audio and video firms to set up a youth mode for minors to use their services as it released a number of draft measures. The, regular said it, the regulator said it would shut down websites or revoke business licenses of service providers that commit violations. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was 19,783. That's 770 points down on the previous close. Turnover stood at $106.1 billion. In currencies, a short time ago, the U.S. dollar would buy you 117.77 yen. The euro was at one U.S. dollar and nine cents, and the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 18 cents. Let's take a look at the sports. Chelsea defeated Newcastle 1-0 in the English Premier League thanks to a late Kai Havertz goal. The victory came at the end of a week that saw team owner Roman Abramovich have his assets frozen and he was disqualified for being a director at the football club. Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel says the situation at the club isn't having an impact in the dressing room. I have trust in the team. I did not feel as that affected uh, we started very strong uh, in the in the in our own half and in the middle of the pitch <clears throat> struggled a bit in the last 30 meter it's quality of passing and precision but i don't see the link to our situation at the moment arsenal are back in the top four following a 2-0 win over leicester goals from thomas party and alexandre lacazette gave the gunners their fifth victory in a row arsenal manager Mikel arteta says his team are obliged to be playing champions league football next season.
certainly we, we have to be there. Uh, we should be there, and our history uh, obliges us to be there. But we are not there yet, and there's still a lot of game to play, and, and we have to go Wednesday and, and try to win again. We have an excellent group of people at the club that believes in what we are trying to do, that we are very much aligned. And then it's about time and work and, and belief in what you do. And then you have to put performance into result, which in football is, is not always the case. But uh, in the last few months, we've been much more consistent. Ukraine's Andriy Yarmolenko scored an important opener for West Ham to help them to a 2-1 victory over Aston Villa. After scoring, the winger shed tears as he dropped to his knees in celebration. The Hammers are now fifth after back-to-back wins. Their manager, David Moyes, says it was significant for Yarmolenko to get on the score sheet. Very emotional moment because you know Yamalenko comes on. We'd given him some time off. He was ill for the for going to Seville in midweek or we'd have travelled to Seville and he comes on, gets us going with his first goal, so it was great. We've given the boy as much time as he needs. His family are safe at the moment, he tells me. And with the rest of the English Premier League action, here's the BBC's Shabnan Yunus Jewel. Elsewhere, it was all about the fight at the bottom of the table. Watford beat Southampton 2-1 for some much-needed points. They're still in the relegation places, but Acucho Hernandez double-boosted their hopes of escaping relegation. They moved up to 18th level on points with Everton. Leeds United, another important win for them. They beat Norwich 2-1. That win takes them four points clear of Watford and Everton. Not so good news for Everton. Uh, those results were the worst possible for them. They were beaten 1-0 by Wolverhampton Wanderers. Also had John Joe Kenny sent off, but they do remain a place above the relegation zone level with Watford. Basketball. In Brooklyn, Kevin Durant dropped a season-high 53 points to lead the Nets past New York 110-107. is the first time that fellow Nets superstar Kyrie, Kyrie Irving was able to watch the game from the bench as a spectator. He's unvaccinated and is still not allowed to work and play because of a vaccine mandate in the state of New York. In Boston, Spencer Dinwiddie hit a three-pointer with 12 seconds left as the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Celtics 95-92. to And the Mavs' Luka Modric was the top scorer with 26. And now let's take a look at the weather. It'll be mainly fine. Coastal mist tonight. Uh, light winds. Uh, the outlook humid with coastal fog tomorrow. It will be cloudier with a few showers in the following couple of days. The temperature right now is 28 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity standing at 62%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The chief executive says the first mainland medical workers sent to Hong Kong to help fight COVID will arrive today as Shenzhen goes into lockdown. Over 8,000 people report an early morning earthquake to the observatory. And the Hang Seng Index falls below 20,000 for the first time since 2016. And that's the News Bulletin at 1 o'clock from RTHK.
hot. Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Sadia Osmani. Hope you've had a good weekend. My thanks to Phil for the morning brew. And on the show today after 1.30, my lockdown guest is Keith Chan, a Hong Kong-based interior designer and founder of Hintegro, a design studio specializing in commercial and residential interiors. Keith is also a guest lecturer at the School of Design at the Hong Kong Polytechnic University. And although he's never experienced quarantine, he joins us today with his choice of book, food movie and food movie and other item that he's going to pack in his suitcase. And did you know that the 14th of March is Pie Day? And I'm not talking chicken pies. We're talking about the very special number and the birthday of the great scientist and mathematician Albert Einstein in 1879. To find out more about the great man and the fact that many of us actually suffer from something called maths anxiety. Tell me about it. And my guest on the show after 2pm will be Professor Daniel Lowe from Hong Kong University. And we'll be talking about him and some of the things that he's doing to raise awareness of mathematics. So that's all coming up between now and one f- now and 3 p.m. <laughs> Till you hit the ground and it all comes crashing down 